Hey there, guys and ghouls. You looked like you were praying. I was. I was praying to the guys and ghouls. You're tuned into Broadcast from the Belfry, a brand new podcast for the morbidly curious. My name's Sanjay, and I'm here with Georgia. How are you doing, George? I just want to be honest and be like that. Say that we're recording these two episodes back to back, and that things are gonna get weird. I mean, that's very possible. Like, we're the wine floweth like wine. Whoop, so whoop. yeah. And that Luna, was us Luna getting fl- pulled over for that's true. driving. Yeah. Like, we are currently in a cop car. <laughs> Come back to the night. You did? Or no, I did? Saturday night. I did? No, I did. Okay, I was like, how do you. What? It was a campus cop, and I was like, it was that's after so the wedding, and I was like, oh. I was like, I've only had four beers in the last seven hours, so. And you were just going 30 and I of feel 20. like I'm okay. No, I had a headlight out, and I was shitting my pants because I had a headlight that's out. So and I was dumb. like, oh, okay. No. So. It's no big so deal, dumb. but I panicked for nothing. Basically. No, like all every time I'm going more than twenty on campus, I'm like, I'm just gonna get shot by the campus cops. Like I don't know, like they they take their jobs way too seriously. That is a fair assumption in today's political climate. Yeah. Let's be real. USA. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that if you rearrange the letters in insurance, you can find yourself a nicer anus? Pretty sure you can buy both of those insurance and a nicer anus is this related to the podcast or no. is it just something oh no i did not know that <laughs> i was like i don't know if this is related to today's topic and if it is nope. i will leave right now insurance is an anagram of nicer anus and then i was like you nice. can buy both of those things so you can i think yeah i mean you can get it bleached and stuff like porn stars do so that's true yeah you just from like lips to lips just bleached you know uh-huh. like that's it uh-huh. Yep. What are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about the Black Death. Air horn. You ready? Yeah, I guess. Setting the scene. It's 1347. You work on a dock in Messina, which is a port town in Sicily. Do I work on the dock or do I work on boats at the dock? You work on the dock. Sweet. I have motion sickness. Keep going. I still feel like you sound like an Italian pirate. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Like, Bella. It's the only word I know in Italian, and it's because of uh, Hannibal, which everyone should watch if they like have the it. Amazon one? It, it was on, like... The one with... Um, with Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah. It's so good. The one with the mushroom corpses? Yeah, I think that's that one. Yeah. Season one. It's the one where they have uh, the dude that gets played, like, a violin. Yes. Like, his vocal cords yes. get played. It's... Insane. Show's I haven't so watched good. all of it yet, but ah, I'm working on it. It's so good. And I'm super excited for it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. There's a dude that gets played like a violin. The show is so metal. Alright, uh, so... I just said Mushroom Corpse, so that should give some ideas of... Exactly. And that a, was episode three. That's so a culinary like, thing, though. That's different. There are three types of plague. Did you know that? I did not. No. There's septicemic. Which, which is like brown plague. It's brown pig. That's it. Causes the blood clots throughout the blood, obviously blood mm-hmm. vessels. Specifically, it affects the smaller blood vessels like the capillaries, which I know I say the English way. You do, yeah. It's capillaries. Cap- cap- I can't. Capillaries. Nope. It's like cat. Capillaries. You're- hey, get out. <laughs> Luna, your buns. Come on. Oh, go. good girl. Nice job. All right. So that's the brown plague. What's the beige plague? The beige plague is pneumonic plague. Wait, I'm not done talking about septicemic plague yet. Oh, never mind. Sorry, I'm just really <laughs> excited for the beige plague. Yeah. Uh, so basically how that looks, 
you know how when you get a bruise, you just have that pooling of blood kind of that is in that wounded area? Like, on me personally? No. In general. Do you not bruise, or does it just not no, show I'm, up on No, I'm you? perfect. <laughs> okay. I am a, I am a Greek statuesque man. Okay. That's it. But, like, a black Greek statuesque man, which, like, didn't really exist. Pretty sure. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, it, the blood pooled like it does when you get a bruise, so basically your body looked bruised, and then you mm-hmm. had blood in your urine and your stool and all kinds of gross stuff. Yeah, gross. <laughs> you wanted shit in your pants. I'm just giving it to you. That's I have always wanted to shit in my pants. Shout out to my best friend, Joe. <laughs> then, pneumonic plague probably felt a lot like a chest infection, I guess. I don't know. You're, and pneumonic plague often followed either the bubonic or the septicemic plague, just as like a secondary infection, kind of. Mm-hmm. But what we are talking about is a bubonic plague. The, the term, black plague. The black death. Yeah, the most metal plague. <laughs> that was my double double bass. Yeah, yeah, I could tell it was good. <laughs> like I could hear like the double pedals. Yeah, double triple time. Mm-hmm. So I'm an I'm an Italian dock worker. You're an Italian dock worker. Boyardi. You are doing your job, minding your own business. In 1347, like I said, and all of a sudden, twelve ships arrive from the Black Sea. And you start to go about your business as normal, but then all of a sudden you're like, this is disgusting, because most of the sailors aboard those 12 ships were already dead, (laughs) and those who were still alive were covered in oozing black boils and were disgustingly sick. That's so nasty. You're welcome. Take a shower. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Just, like, pour some salt water on yourself. Yeah, eat eat a fucking orange. 2019. Eat a fucking orange. 1374. Like, I wish social media existed. I wanted to see that hashtag spread. Doc officials ordered the ship away, but it was already too late. You are infected. Dun, dun, dun. Damn. The rest of Italy, as well as France, Tunisia, and Britain, would soon be affected as a result of those ships being turned away from the dock. With the bubonic plague, the bubos came first, and they were just infected, enlarged, painful swelling of your lymph nodes. Gross. So, armpits, neck, groin area, just like... It's like lumpy armpits, mm-hmm. lumpy they neck, could be lumpy crotch. Egg-sized-ish, typically. <laughs> yeah. Don't say, <laughs> that's gross. so gross. The term bubo or bubonic is derived from the Greek, which I think referred to a swollen lymph node, so fun fact. It means, like, nodes like an egg. Yeah. After you got all these swollen lymph nodes, then the fever and the chill set in, you were fatigued, malaise, you had muscle cramps and aching limbs, you got delirious, you started vomiting blood, you would get seizures, and my favorite part, acral necrosis. I have no idea what that means. It's basically when you get gangrene in, like, your fingers and your toes and your Nose. What does acryl mean? Is acryl just extremity? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gross. I don't like that. Necrosis fascinates me, but that shouldn't surprise anyone at this point. Let's be Yeah. This is episode seven. (laughs) Like, everyone should know at this point. Like, Sanjay likes being upset. Georgia (laughs) likes making him upset by liking gross things. Mm -hmm. 
Like, that's just it. That's the podcast. Yep. Tune in next week while we talk about another gross thing that makes me upset. <laughs> so this is the period of time that people think of when they think the Black Death is typically known as the second pandemic. Okay. What so, was Like, what was the difference between the first and the second pandemic, though? We'll get there. Okay. During the second pandemic, one-third of Europe's population was wiped out. That's about 20 million people. What the fuck? This was also over, like, 300 years, so... I mean, it's still a lot of people, but it's not happening all at once. It's over... It's between the middle of the 14th century and the middle of the 17th century, Mm -hmm. so... Some historians believe that during this time, society became increasingly more violent, as we typically think of the dark ages, quote-unquote, because the mortality rate skyrocketed and life more meaningless because people were just dying left and right Oh, so you might as well like rob that bank so you can afford these new trousers okay yep rob people murder people whatever who cares and this crazy some people also think that this may have led to the protestant reformation being more widely accepted because on one hand it's like i can just murder you to do whatever because i can do whatever one or whatever i want to do and on the other hand there's like I'm scared that people want to do whatever they want to do. Why don't we yeah. have, like, a kind of set of rules and regulations yeah. to guide people to a well, greater and cause? Well, if you think about how Catholicism is versus Protestantism, you have the Catholic Church saying this is punishment for your sins, mm-hmm. whereas the Protestant Reformation kind of came in and was like, just live a good life and you'll be okay. For the most part, yeah. yeah. Which does make sense, because yeah. there was Sanjay coming in with Bible times. <laughs> uh, Catholicism is a lot more legalistic, in the sense yeah. that, like, there's this set of things that, like, bind you to this earth, and everything has a cause, um, everything has a reason, but it's not just that people don't want to hear it, but there's a certain point where you're like, me, like, forgetting to cover my mouth does not mean that, like, my whole family should die of the plague. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, versus, yeah. like... A lot of the stuff that oh, was it was Martin Luther, right? Yeah, yeah I Martin went to Luther, a Lutheran yeah. university, mm-hmm. so yeah. For my religion class, I took basically a history class on Luther. So. Mm-hmm. He's like a very interesting guy. Yeah, yeah. And he went—he didn't get super crazy and anti-Semitic until he got really old and crazy. So yeah. mm-hmm. his early his like his theses and everything are pretty solid for the yeah. most part. So even though you have to be crazy to be like fuck your church and like <laughs> nail your own list of uh, things on a door that's legit though I don't could know. you imagine right now we're recording i mean he did hide this, for his life yeah. so let let me set a mood all right so we're recording this podcast in your apartment right now middle of the city yep it gets quiet for a moment and you hear a on the door and you're like oh a visitor you get up and start walking to the door and you hear And you're like, oh, wow, that's, yeah, like somebody, no, it's like somebody really needs to get my attention. You open the door, almost hit with a fucking hammer, and this dude's like, fuck your church, I'm Martin Luther, and then spits in your mouth and walks away. And then drops a mic and leaves. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm gonna sneeze. Never mind. We're good. So, research shows that this outbreak stemmed in Mongolia in 1330. But it also seems like it was sequestered there because the Mongols at that point basically had the Silk Road cut off. So no trade was happening between Asia and Europe. But unfortunately, some dumbass Italian merchants were like, Yeah, bibbidi-bobbidi. And then 
the Mongols were like, ha-ha, and attacked them, and then they all ran back to their ships, but by that point, they'd already been infected, so... Sucks. sucks to be them, because yeah. everyone is blaming this massive epidemic on those assholes on those 12 ships. Yeah, they so. were like, man, we really need to, like, save a few bucks. Like, what if we just did this? Yeah. People would flee the cities to try and get away from it, but at that point, it had also already affected all the livestock. So many sheep died during this time that Europe faced a shortage of wool. What? Which I didn't actually know. So that was fun to learn. Holy crap. And like we just said, it was believed to be divine retribution. Divine retribution. Overcoming the plague meant that you would want God's forgiveness. And so Mm. zealots started purging heretic communities. Thousands of Jews were slaughtered during this time. Victims of genocide, essentially. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then there was also, fun fact, an emergence of flagellants. Flagellants. Not flatulence. I wasn't... I I might have said something. (laughs) I'll be honest. Everyone knows me at this point. Yeah, I was probably going to say something. <laughs> fart joke, go. Yeah, fart joke, activate. <laughs> they would roll into town for 33 and a half days. Mm-hmm. Very specific. Yeah. They would publicly beat themselves three times a day for these 33 and a half days. Mm-hmm. And then they would move on to the next town and do the same thing. As a form of repentance, I guess. What was the, do you know what the significance of 33 and a half days was? No, I don't. And nothing I read or watched. Because I watch videos and also, which I don't usually do when I research, but I read, I watch videos and I read about this. And nothing said if that was significant or not. See, I and guess, like the like, three times a day and the 33 and a half. Yeah, well like the, like, three is a, uh, like, a religiously significant right. number. So like the 33 the days, three times a day, yeah. But it's the like half that gets me. I, th- I would assume that my first thought was they were accounting for travel time. <laughs> Honestly, that was what my first thought was. I mean, that, so you, all right. So, so by the time it takes them to walk like the 10 miles or whatever to the next town, it's been yeah. like six hours. So they're. Okay. That's like half of the day. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. That was my first thought. Yeah. So you get there and you like check into your B&B and you're like, all right, like where's the best place to like flagellate myself? Uh, where can I get like a really good croissant in the morning before? Yep. And they're like, oh, right, well, you can do this. And the concierge like gives you a brochure and like, all right, cool. You go to sleep, wake up flagellate for 33 days mm-hmm. and then you leave and then okay. that half day you like maybe do it in the morning and then you peace out of town and yeah then... that makes sense yeah. okay yeah. yeah i totally that's, understand that's my thought yeah obviously medicine back then was not great treatment included bloodletting which was supposed to give the patient the correct balance of bodily fluids and let their blood flow freely and encourage their oh, what was the word gmos no there it was like it's not like spirits or something but it... anyway I'll come back to that. But anyway, so blood flows freely. And then boil lancing, which was supposed to prevent the patient from dying as a result of the, like, built-up poison inside the bebos. Yeah. Potentially mm, the pain of them rupture, preventing the pain of them rupture. What was the actual act, though? Like, what was the, the actual process? Like, cutting open the boils. Which, let me tell you, ruptured anything is not fun because, like, because of my... PSA. I have PCOS. When I was 18, I went to the ER because I had a cyst on my ovary, three centimeters in diameter, and it ruptured. They sent me to the ER because it hurt so bad that they thought I had appendicitis. So I can't imagine, like, some pulsing, like, egg-shaped boil on my lymph node just exploding. That's disgusting. I'm I'm throwing up in my mouth right now. That's that's so (laughs) gross. Okay. Needless to say... Both methods led to there being more 
of those contaminated bodily fluids outside of the body where more people can come into contact with them. Oh, yeah. And let's be real, sanitation was not great. Luckily, I mean, we've all seen the creepy plague doctor's outfits. They are so cool. I think they're cool. And those suits were, I mean, they they didn't know why they were effective, but Mm -hmm. they were effective to a certain extent because if you think about it, they're wearing these wax leather robes. None of their skin is exposed. Mm. They think, they're thinking miasma theory, if we inhale the same air, we'll get infected, basically. Yeah. So they had the creepy masks with that the, were like full of like with herbs the, like, and potpourri, basically, yeah, mm-hmm. in the front of them to ward off the miasma. What they're actually doing is wearing these wax robes, not letting their skin be exposed. So there was no way for the the infected bodily fluid to be in contact with their skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no way for the the infected fleas to jump onto them. There's no way for the fleas to adhere mm-hmm. to you. They can't get to the skin to infect yeah. them. So even if they were using those outfits for the wrong reasons, they were still effective. Yeah. Right? It's like a happy coincidence. Yeah. So we're going to skip to London because we always do. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Well, also a lot of people, like, it's just really easy to think of the Plague of London. That's a, one of the most common ones. So there were sporadic outbreaks of the plague in London between 1348. So it took about a year for it to get from Italy to London. And then there were sporadic outbreaks from then until 1666. Six, six, six. Party with the devil, bitch, yeah. as Attila said, <laughs> iconically in 2008. And uh, the last major outbreak was that 1665-1666 outbreak. And a th- 100,000 people died in 18 months. That's a fourth of the population in that last major outbreak. So in 1603, between 1603 and 1665, only four of those years went by without a single recorded incident of the plague. Holy crap. That's insane. Yeah. And there were 30,000 deaths in 1603 to 100,000 deaths in that 1665 to 1666 outbreak, which is ridiculous. 0.2% 0.2% of that population had a gene that gave them resilience to the plague. I mean, think about how biology works. So if all of the people without that gene were wiped out, then you have that small percentage of the population mm-hmm. surviving that has the resiliency to the gene. So then they're procreating and passing on that gene, creating a stronger resilience to the plague mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why people think that it's not as common today, and it's also part of the reason why people think that Europeans have a greater resiliency if there were another major plague mm. outbreak. I could see the latter rather than the former, though. I mean, like, to say that Europeans as a whole, like, after how many generations would have yeah. passed by now, like, three per century, so, like, at, like, 21 generations, like... Yeah. That will, that'll spread, like, a large, very, very large area. But to say that, like, the reason we don't have the plague today is because of that, I wouldn't say is yeah. true. No, because you also have to consider our sanitation developments yeah. and medical developments as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So. And we acknowledge that, like, fleas are fleas, and fleas aren't, like, tiny demons that are, like, <laughs> yeah. leaping from person to person, like, ripping our flesh and jumping on. Which is, like, kind of true, but they're also just fleas. They're just fleas. So as the plague spread, a system of quarantine was introduced at any house in which a person died, which kind of 
probably it was more harmful than useful. The house was locked up for 40 days and no one could enter, but also no one that was in the house could leave. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people would die of starvation or neglect mm. if they didn't die by the plague in those 40 days. Yeah. And houses like this were marked by red crosses. And they had the words, Lord have mercy upon us written on them. Mm-hmm. And then there were oftentimes uh, watchmen stationed outside the door. So some hardcore shit, dude. Yeah, that's insane. Would there, would there be like a like a guard for a neighborhood? Or was the city assigning, like, or I guess at that point it'd be the church assigning guards per household? Yeah, I would assume, I mean, if you're having that prevalent of a pandemic happening, Mm -hmm. or an epidemic at least, Yeah. I would assume that there would be too many houses and too few people to watch every single house. Yeah. So maybe it'd be like one guard like every few blocks or something. Yeah. That would be my best guess. And they would just, like, do a patrol. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. 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 The Great Fire of London happened in 1666, and a lot of people attribute that to putting a stop to the outbreak. But that happened in September, September 2nd to September 6th. Mm-hmm. Coming up on an anniversary here. Hey. At that point, the plague had probably started to, to subside anyway. Mm. Weather conditions not being conducive to outside bacteria and stuff like that. And then also just... Every like, it probably done the damage it was going to do during that period. So, uh, the Great Fire of London, fun fact, started on Pudding Lane, in a bakery. <laughs> a bakery on Pudding Lane. Yeah, that's adorable. And especially if you think about like England and in England, pudding means dessert, not necessarily like chocolate pudding or something. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. So, the bakery, and the lane named after desserts. Mm-hmm. Is where the Great Fire of London started. And it destroyed 13,200 houses in 87 different parishes during those four days. That guy definitely felt like shit. But only six verified deaths. Oh, that's... Yeah. Six too many, but still, like, pretty good. I mean, considering the spread of the fire, that's not bad. One interesting fact that I thought, that I read. Mm -hmm. So, it makes sense. Think about it. It's the Middle Ages. Healthcare sucks. We don't have vaccines for anything. We mm. don't understand medicine. Yeah. Science did not exist for another 250 yeah. years. So we're seeing people die left and right. But how many of those people are actually dying of the plague? That's fair. How many of them are dying from smallpox, measles, typhoid, mm. tuberculosis? Hunger. Still was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so someone did some exhumations on some plague victims. And they found anthrax spores present. What? Yeah. Wow. There's a popular theory that, yes, a lot of people died during this time, but not all of them were accurately attributed to the plague. Yeah, so there was this, like, this big disease that killed maybe, like, 30% of the people that died, but we also had these other, like, couple dozen different things that were, like, contributing to that as well. So, holy crap, that that makes a lot of sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so even killing, like... The flu like, killed people until 80 years ago, so... Yeah. And it's going to start killing people again. Ooh. <laughs> 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 there are two other major outbreaks of the plague in history. The first pandemic being the 6th century Justinian plague, mm-hmm. which was named for Emperor Justinian of the Byzantine Empire. He was infected, but he survived. 
So he got God's blessing or forgiveness or whatever. Ooh. Uh, that was in 542, and it spread around the Mediterranean Sea from Constantinople, not Istanbul, is now to Asia Minor, Greece, and Italy, killing about 50 million people in 200 years. Only 50 million people. <laughs> Only 50 million. <laughs> not that much at all. And then the third pandemic happened as recently as the mid-19th century. Really? And it started in China again. It remained localized for a long time, but it ended up spreading as far as San Francisco. If you look at most recent plague up outbreaks in the U.S., mm-hmm. San Francisco has like the most recent ones because in the early 1900s, that there were a lot of like that Chinese immigrants coming was spreading. To... Yeah, and there is, wow. I mean, Chinatown populations. If you look. Shanghai, I mean, I lived in Washington, and all the places we went, there was history of Shanghaiing, and there are big Chinatowns, and yeah, as soon as the early 1900s. And then in 1894, the bacteria was discovered by Alexander Yersin, and it, that's the bacteria is called Yersinia. So, mm-hmm. um, vaccines are not particularly effective, and diagnosis can be made by finding bacteria in your blood, mucus, or your fluid from your Mm-hmm. Because that's those are the first places it hits. So. Yeah. So if you start seeing eggs sprouting from your body, <laughs> get, on, get a little bit of that drained. You know, get it checked out. Today, risk of death is about 10%, as opposed to being basically fatal back then. Psh, that's just me every day, though. <laughs> right. It's fine. Um, globally, mm-hmm. now, there are about 650 cases per year and about 120 deaths. Which still blows my mind because the last case I could find here was a boy in Idaho in June of last year, 2018. Mm-hmm. And he survived and was fine. Really? And then there was a report of fleas testing positive for the plague in Arizona two years ago in 2017. Mm-hmm. So. How did that uh, kid get that, though? I don't like... know. I couldn't find anything that said it. Mm-hmm. I saw. I think they, there was a guy I saw in the 90s, maybe, and he got it from his cat. So, fair warning to us. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you have four cats now. So yeah, that's true. Shout out to Rocket. Yeah, Rocket's very okay. <laughs> Rocket, who was raised by raccoons, so uh, Ruffle fans lose their minds. That's still so wild. Uh, so the thought, I guess at that point, would be that like through people traveling with their pets, the pets maintain this disease that like, vaccinations we normally or like give our pets through boosters yeah don't eradicate and at that point like we can get it from them so we should be scared for animals but is if like your pet's an outdoor pet then it gets yeah. bitten by another pet and yeah like, blah, blah, blah. yeah i don't really know i don't yeah, yeah. and like it's hard to contain fleas even if your cat's an, or your pet is an indoor pet it's hard mm-hmm. to because you can bring them in on you and then yeah you know what happens or, like, you watch someone's cat for, like, two days, and then you have fleas all over your apartment. I'm yep. sorry, Tipper. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, in the 14th century, there were records of armies catapulting diseased corpses into enemy territory using the plague as biological warfare. Whoa! And <laughs> That's so funny. And it was used again as recently as 1940 when the Imperial Japanese Army dropped infected fleas from airplanes during the Sino-Japanese War. Wow. Yeah. That's, like, pretty shitty. But can you imagine, like... It reminded me of Lord of the Rings. And I was thinking, like, yakety sacks. Like, 
just a corpse like ragdolling around and then it's like hitting your friend and you're like oh craig you got hit by a corpse again and craig's like you know me getting hit by corpses what i do and then he gets the plague spreads it no i just thought of when they're catapulting the severed heads of the army into minas tirith i mean honestly i haven't watched return of the king in so long i'm just like you're correct am i okay yeah i hope so like 80 percent sure yeah kingdom of gondor got it okay good yeah Whew. Yeah, I told you. You were like, I was like pretty sure you were right, but like in the upper 90th percentile. Yeah. Not like yeah. mid 80s or anything. Your nerd cred continues. My nerd cred continues. Also, um. <laughs> we shot. We referenced your person's name, and they're gonna. If they don't share that fucking episode and like post our shit after you said their full name. You're talking about Vol- Lord Voldemort? I don't remember your friend's name. Feathers? Oh, yeah, Feathers. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's the boy. Okay, so... We're gonna rob his house, steal his kids, and he's gonna share a podcast. That's, that's true. That's gonna happen. Yeah, and all of his pets. Yeah. Which is and like... His, and his couch. Like, there's like... It was nappable. It, oh, it's so good. There's like a one-to-one uh, pet to... Actually, it's almost a two-to-one pet-to-kid ratio at this point. Oof. He has three kids, uh, but a lot of pets. Whole lot. So, if we mentioned you by name in this podcast, we're true naming you. Mm-hmm. So, get ready for a very weird life. Yeah, yeah. I've had a really hard time making plans with people lately, and I just keep telling them it's because we're such a big deal, and we have a podcast now, mm-hmm. and we're kind of um, a big deal. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know if you realize this, but in uh, certain regions of France, we're actually the number eight podcast related to historical trauma. Historical trauma. Yeah. Our anchor app does tell us where people listen to us country-wise. Mm-hmm. We, we're at like 18% in Canada, so... Wow, that's 18% fantastic. 18% of our listeners are in Dude, Canada. thank you, Canada. You got that syrup. You've got uh, Archie Andrews from Riverdale. Yeah. You've got Justin Trudeau. Mm-mm. I you were going to say Justin Bieber, which is also true. That's and also true, but I would much rather have Trudeau. I'm okay with modern Bieber. Trudeau, all the way. No, okay, so we're... That current- man knows that doctors belong in the cabinet as long as they are on... Medical advisories. I have no idea what you're talking about. Justin Trudeau is the Prime Minister of Canada. Welcome, everybody, to a broadcast from the Random Cast, where we talk about things the other one has no idea about. Currently, George is talking about politics. Canadian politics. Yeah, in Canada. Justin Trudeau knows that teachers belong on board of people who make decisions about teachers, not like people in America who have no idea what education is and are fucking stupid and also make decisions for teachers. Don't just at me like that. Ran like over. I know I personally speak for every teacher in America, um, which is not true. My mom's a teacher, though. Have we talked about that? No. Yeah, she is. And let's not she put does a people great job. with environmentally degrading interests in charge of the EPA. That's, That's also very true. a good start. Yeah. Snap, snap, snap. We'll put a link to that. <laughs> for just, a whole paper like, about that one. Yeah, it's... Uh, what would you like to be that link about, Georgia? Because there's a lot to, like, unpack there. I'd like it to be about... Seals? Okay. We will put a link in the show notes about, uh, just Seal the singer, and about how his life has greatly gone downhill over Community the last Community reference for yeah. this episode! Is it? When Jeff and the Dean sing Kiss... The Kiss from a Rose, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby! That's true. Yeah, damn, you're right. <laughs> Nailed it! 
This, we didn't do one last episode, so there it is. Yeah, we got to make up for it. I almost made a Oof. magnitude reference earlier uh, when you were talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you were talking about uh, the nodes on the armpits, it's like the <laughs> <laughs> doctors. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's why I didn't say it. Uh, but doctors during the Middle Ages, much like magnitude, were both like pop, pop. Yeah, it's uh, something young blood. What's his first name? It's something. Oh, I want to say Thomas, but I'm pretty sure no, that's his not. name, Harry Potter. Is that his name? It's Wait. some Luke Youngblood Luke. is his real yes, name. Luke. Yeah, yes. that's his real name. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, this kid's so sick. <laughs> like, he went from Harry Potter to just being magnitude in community. Yeah. Like, pop. Pop, pop. Pop what, magnitude? Pop what? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I love that episode. It's so good. Pop what? <laughs> it's paintball episode. Season two. Yeah, yeah, season two. That's it. I think it's so. the beginning of the second episode i think it is. it's when they're it's when they're transitioning from wild west star wars mm-hmm. yeah so good. so good watch community everyone everybody watch community. you won't have friends but like you'll have a really dank show you can reference you might not have friends but you'll have us yeah exactly thank you for listening to a broadcast from the belfry your spooky ish community-based podcast if you uh had any kind of feelings about this episode or any of the other six episodes we put out at this point feel free to like, rate, subscribe on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, my dad's Yelp page, you know, just whatever you want. Uh, I also have a creepy in in Scotland where wives get murdered. I hope not. I really do. Uh, we are also are available on eight to nine streaming sources right now. So thank you all for giving us those, those bumps and letting our apps and our sponsors know that we're real and we're not just... I don't know, it's like random simulations. So, yeah, thank you all so this much. This not the Matrix. It might not be the Matrix. We'll talk to you all next week about something that will make me upset and that Georgia will smile a lot about. Stay spooky! I guess. Hey, Dylan. I found a new...